Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott, and we're doing our third in our series of MLB breakdowns. We're going to take a look at the NL West and the AL West with the one, the only Tim Earl. You know, fuck the Sklar brothers. Those guys are nothing. They're 100 years old. Here's the new face right here, guys. It's Tim Earl. It's Nick Earl. It's ESB. Make sure you check them out. You can also check them out on the Max Wagers Network. Doing a little show with Detroit Lenny every day at 5 p.m. Game time decision. He's a great baseball guy. Huge fan of country music and Duke. Do I have that right, bud? Oh, God. Uh, you, yeah, um, uh, no. Uh, you were, I was doing so well and then totally you were screwed so up. so well until those last two. And then, then it's like, it's, it's Tim Earl, big uh, North Carolina fan and lover of, I'm assuming, rock and roll since it's not country. Uh, 90s. Yeah, 90s. Oh, there you go. Stuff, yep. All yep. right. Yeah, you can, hang with, you can hang with us. Scott likes the heavier stuff in the 90s. I'm more of a uh, tonic live kind of guy. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be fine. So, but... First and foremost, what people actually care about tuning into this show, you're a baseball guy, man. You love college baseball. You love the MLB. We've been trying to get you on. We are happy to have you for our uh, last day in the series. And I don't want to leave my my co-host out of the mix. What's up, buddy? You ready for baseball, Scotty? Yeah, looking forward to it. This is going to be the last of our actual division breakdown videos. If you have not checked out the first two, check out those. But looking forward to going through the NL West and the AL West. Uh, should be fun. Those divisions, well, one of them had a surprise winner last year. We'll talk about if maybe both of them will have a surprise winner or not. We'll see. Who's the guy got a blow to win a division championship around here? 107 games? Fuck you. You're not going anywhere. Enjoy your one-game playoff. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. I, may, I, I think it might go a little differently this year. We shall see. Hell, guys, let's jump right in. Before we do that, I want to remind you that we are on the Max Wagers Network. Great lineup of shows every single day at noon Eastern time. It is the one and the only, the one, the only Sean Higgs with Midday Money, followed by Allie Burns with Morning Wood. Allie's got Morning Wood over there at 1 p.m. It's going to be just parlays at 2. Chris King, Jim Williams, yours truly, Scott and Scott, with Back to the Window every day at 3 p.m. Eastern, followed by these guys, Tim and Nick and Lenny at 5 p.m., taking a look at all the uh, games of the night, injuries, line changes, things like that on Game Time Decision. So, Check out all those shows, but in the meanwhile, check out this one right here. Let's get started with the American League West. Of course, American League West is a uh, it's the Astros to lose as they are the prohibitive favorite. Minus one seventy is their odds. Ninety one and a half is the win total. Scott, I mean uh, Tim, you're the visitors today. What do you think of this Astros team? They're just going to walk through that victory? No. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be the first one. I'm, I'm not going to be high on the Astros this year. I'll, I'll take the contrarian look and I've, I've already got the under 91 and a half. Um, I don't even think they're going to win the division. I have a little bit of a different view on it. Uh, Astros did lose a couple of their, their players over the off season. Didn't really make any big moves, uh, kind of a downgrade for them over the off season. And one of their division rivals that we that we'll touch on a little bit later made some upgrades that I like a lot, and uh, I, I just think this could be an off year for the Astros. Uh, under ninety one and a half is is where I'm going to go for this one. Well, it was definitely good news and bad news for the Astros. They brought back eight of their nine everyday players. The one they lost, Carlos Correa. It's kind of a uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. How did you enjoy the play uh, situation, Scott? What do you think? Have you got the Astros here? Are you laying that big price, or are you going to take a uh, a little spin on uh, one of the other more uh, more friendly favorites? 
to the book. When it comes to, to division futures, I agree. I'm not taking Houston laying that price. The win total's tricky because they have been on pace for 95 wins in four of the last five seasons. Of course, they lost Granke, but Verlander's supposed to be back, so the rotation should be pretty good. Correa was the main piece, though, because he was also the leader in the locker room, which is definitely going to hurt. I had a really hard time with this one because they are the class of division every year, and yet this number does seem a little bit high. I'm going to hold my nose and take the under as well, just because Houston, I'd want, at what point do you think Dusty Baker wears out his welcome a little bit? Because it's happened at pretty much every spot that he's been in, and now you're a couple years in, you've had a couple of disappointing playoff losses there, now your team is a little bit weaker on a day-to-day basis. I am kind of wondering if Houston's going to take a step back. Verlander, we're not even sure he's going to be the same guy after the serious injury that he had, so I'm not really sure how many eggs you can put in that basket. But for me, I'm going to go with a slight under. I think they'll finish with 89. I think they'll make the wild card. But 91 and a half is a lot for a team that does have a decent amount of questions. Tim, let me let me ask you, are you low on the Astros because of who they lost, the pitching staff, or just the fact that other teams in the division have gotten better? I think that the Astros have gotten worse when other teams have gotten better. And the the skill level in the AL West is just going to be a little bit stronger this year to the point where they're not going to be able to roll over certain teams like they, they have been in the past couple of years. Uh, they're going to have a little bit more difficult time with some division rivals, and uh, I just think that their win total is just a tad too high. I know they've won the uh, the division the past couple of years. I think this is their, their stepping back time. Okay. For the record, by the way, to actually look at the breakdown here, the Astros last year won 95 games. They went 49-27 and 27 against the division. So they basically just pick up on the, uh, you know, the awful teams there. Mm-hmm. A little bit fewer and further between. We'll get into one that I think is going to be atrocious this year, which I'm sure we'll agree on. But for the most part, the teams around the Astros have gotten better. So even if Houston ends up with 40 wins against the division, which seems kind of reasonable there, then that means they're going to win in the mid to slightly high 80s. I see that being more attainable. Once again, I got him around 88, 89, wildcard spot, something like that. All right, second betting favorite, according to the books, is the Los Angeles Angels, plus 370. Wait, what, about, what about you? You got the over or the under? Uh, I, I, think there's gonna be too, I think there's too much competition. I have to be with you guys and, uh, and take the under. I, I don't necessarily agree with him being overtaken for the division, but I have no interest in, in laying 170. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'm going to take a spin. I'll probably take a spin on the same team that, uh, that Tim has. I'm not going to – I'm still not high on this Angels pitching staff yet, so that's uh, that's that's going to be the the West for me. I, I still think Houston probably does it, but I'm I'm I don't think the percentages uh, would indicate that kind of uh, that kind of lay at 170. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, not going to do it. Uh, Angels plus 375 to win the division. 83 and a half is the uh, is the Angels win total. This is a team that hasn't had a winning record since 2015. They made the playoffs. Just once, I believe they were. Uh, I'm trying to think what happened there. Oh, they were swept by the Royals in 2014. That's right. Um, they've. Uh, uh, they're not. They haven't even really been competitive. They they finished fourth, I think, what five times. So they went out and spent some money. But what about this pitching staff, Tim? You've got you've got Shohei, and he's going to make. I don't know what thirty. He's going to make 27, 28 starts tops. 
And uh, after that, you've got Syndergaard. We haven't seen him pitch in meaningful games, Scott, since what, 2019? Well, define meaningful for the uh, Mets because they, they faced you in the World Series. Does that count? <laughs> Very good. I, I don't want to talk about that one. That, that was, that, that's PTSD in the back of my head. Are you a Mets guy? Is I'm a Mets of... guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's a. <laughs> Oh, I feel so bad. I wasn't even trying to take a jab. I'm just saying, Cindergard. when you talk about high-levered spots, yeah, he hasn't been in many for the last couple of years. I believe he pitched in the, uh, what was it, 2016 wildcard game versus San Fran. The one um, with the Gillespie through and home. Yeah. Well, he was great in that game. That's right. Then Familia came in and he punted it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah, about that's, that one. Yeah, typical okay. Familia. Yep. My bad. Forgot about that. So, so here's the question. By the way, what's up, Joe Kryptonite? Yo-yo to you, too, as well. Um... What do we get out of Syndergaard this year, Tim? Do, do we get do we get thirty one, thirty two starts out of him, or is he gonna is he gonna break down at some point? We're gonna get uh, fourteen, fifteen. Uh, I I don't know. We haven't really seen him pitch a complete season in a little while. Um, I would hope for his sake because I, I, he was a, he was great on the Mets. So I, I have no no shame towards him, no hate towards him. Um, I think he got a good year. The big thing is. What, what are we going to get the same season from show high that we got last year? And the answer is no. Uh, what he did last year was incredible. And the fact that they did what they did last year, even with him playing as good as he did um, is awful that he didn't, they didn't do any better. Uh, Trout did get injured earlier in that year and last year. So kind of they'll have him back this year. So that's at least a, a positive. The rotations is slightly better, but I still think that this, Angels seems going to be a big uh, over overs team uh, in terms of runs. They're going to allow them. They're going to hit them. Uh, so probably look towards that with them. But as for the win total, what they got? Uh, uh, 83, Eighty-three and a half. And a half. Is what, yep. I, I think that's I think that's pretty much spot on. I think they'll end up finishing third in the division. Maybe I don't know. We'll see if Trout can stay healthy. We'll see if Shohei. I, I mean, he. he did a lot last year. Is he going to be able to maintain peak health uh, this year as well? So I'm going to say that they're going to stay around that 83. I really don't have a lean towards an over or an under. I think it's pretty much right on. Scott, is it a hot take if I was to tell you that I think Patrick Sandoval may be the best starter on that on that rota in that rotation? I don't think it's that hot of a take because you're looking at who they're surrounded by. I think it's a hot take if you include Otani and you assume he's going to end up making about 28 starts because Otani was really good now the problem with that is that Otani has had some injury issues especially in his rookie year last year he was mostly healthy I do agree that last year he had a unicornish season which I'm not sure he can duplicate so I kind of wonder if he will fall back down to earth as for the injuries Trout barely played last year he only played in 36 games Rendon only played in 58 games so he was barely a factor trivia question though do you know how many starts Cindergard has made in the last two seasons combined. It's got to be like 10 to 15, if that. I was going to say eight. Two. Okay. He's got two starts in the last two seasons combined. You know what? That makes sense. And He didn't, play, he didn't play last year. So See, that's oh, what uh, I was thinking, that he didn't play much. Of the, in technically, the... he did make one start last year. I think it was the last weekend he pitched one inning. Okay. Well, so technically he did start, but no, it, he has not pitched me. He has, he didn't pitch all last year pretty much. I think that was probably, I don't know if it was the dumbest contract given out during the off season. Definitely top three 
You gave him fifteen plus million dollars, and he's pitched. He's made two starts in the last two years combined. I, I I have no idea what the Angels are doing. They seem to always invest in these pitchers with upside. Uh, the bright news for the Angels: they don't have Quintana on the team anymore, so the rotation might be a little bit better by subtraction. But True. I like the under for the Angels. I found eighty four and a half at minus one ten on BetMGM. They haven't had a winning season in each of the last six years. And yes, I know Trattle and Run and Rendon should play more. They're both injury-prone players. It is what it is. Otani, I think, will get injured at some point based on the amount of just volume that he has to produce and just actual actually perform both on the mound and at the dish. And do you like the rest of the rotation? I don't. Do you like the bullpen? Of course not. Right. So it seems like it's the same team every year. You're just hoping injury-prone players stay healthy. And even if they do... It's not like they won many games with Trout anyway, because the pitching has always been terrible. So I like the under. I think they'll probably finish with around 81. I think every year we hear a lot of hype, and I think one of the reasons we hear it is because L.A. plays in a gigantic market, and everybody wants this team to be good. They they want Orange County wants something to be able to compete with L.A., and every year this team gets hyped. We've made these moves. We've brought in holes. Look how good Trout is. We've got brand new pitchers, and every year we see the same thing. I'm with Scott. I think we've seen this movie before. I'll, if you can uh, find 84 and a half, I'd definitely like that. Tim, where are you at on this Angel squad? Uh, under, if anything, I think they get around the 81 to 80 win mark. Okay. Um, I I really don't like the Angels all that much. I think they finished third, maybe even fourth in the division. Okay. Great. I think a lot of it is honestly just team. I'm trying to think of the actual word for it, but it comes down from the ownership, which I don't think is very good. But when you constantly do the same thing over and over again and it fails every year and your solution every offseason is to overpay for a risky pitcher and hope it pans out, what are you doing? I believe they call that the definition of insanity, Scott. Uh, yeah, well, I was trying to, I was trying to think of, an, of, of a specific word. I think the, the word you're looking for is asshattery. I was going to say incompetence, but that works too. I mean... <laughs> They tried to get Bundy. They tried that experiment. Didn't really say, oh, out. they got him. They tried Quintana. That didn't work out. But they tried Tehran. You remember when Tehran signed there? And that was a disaster, too. What a moneymaker. What a moneymaker that was. Cindergard could be good, but he I'm could. not going to put all my eggs in the Cindergard basket when he's barely pitched for the last two years. Yep. Okay. Yep. Agreed. All right. So now I know this is the team that probably all of us want to talk about the most. The Seattle Mariners, they have the same win total as the Angels at 83 and a half, but they have a little longer odds to win the division at plus 450. Uh, you and I, we were t- we were all talking about this before the show got started. They basically traded uh, Yosil Kukuchi, which if you're not a Cooch fan, I don't know what's the matter with you, but they they basically, they sent him to Toronto, or he, he, was a, he signed with Toronto, Toronto, uh, Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young course for the Blue Jays last year. He ended up signing with Seattle. I, as much as I loved the cooch, uh, I think Seattle got a little better deal here. Tim, I know you're high on this Seattle squad. Tell us why. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I saw in the chat, Orioles straight money. They got three runs in the bottom of the ninth to win today. Holy crap. Uh, anyways, sorry, I was riding the Orioles and um, Tigers today, and they both. I saw that in the chat, and I had to check that one. They won 7-6 to six over the uh, Rays. Anyways, the Seattle Mariners, yes, that is – this is probably the team I'm the highest on this year. They're one of the four teams I have a World Series ticket on. Uh, it's 28 to 1. I have their division at 475 or 450 to 1. 
I have them to win the AL. I have them the over 83 and a half. I, I, I am really high on. I have them to win the Utah primary. It's he's 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 yeah, really he's down yeah. on this team. Yeah, I, I this is one of the teams that I'm I'm high on, uh, to say the least. I they've made a lot of improvements, and they were this close to making it last year. Very, and they got almost the same team plus some upgrades. They definitely did really well in the in the trade deadline or uh, off season to get certain players. Robbie Ray added onto the staff is going to be fantastic. If Chris Flexen and Logan Gilbert have good years again, this seems going to be dangerous. I I think they have a legit shot to win 90 games this year. Uh, I think there's a really good team. Uh, a lot of people might be sleeping on them. They might be dogs, good chunk of their games. And this is one of the main reasons why I think the Astros go under is they play 19 games. And I think the Seattle Mariners can beat them 11 to 12 times. I think it's going to be a more of a one-sided affair with the two teams and I'm high on the Mariners this year. This is one of the teams that I really like. I like some of the bats they have. I think these these kids are kind of figuring it out. Kalinick looks like looked like two different players last year. He was he was absolutely nails from about mid August on. You've got France Lewis, uh, Mitch Haniger. Um, yeah, and and you talk about the arms. That's a, that's a that's a fantastic rotation. I'm not sure about the bullpen, but I think you could pretty much just make a recording of that and say it on about two thirds of the teams we're going to talk about. Um, in that and they, they they also picked up uh, Jesse Winker from uh, the Reds, and that's going to be another big bat that's in the middle of the lineup. That that's I really right. Like. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, they've got a kid in Justin Dunn that I think is is he's just a strike thrower. You look at him and you're like, you know, he doesn't look like anything special. But then you all of a sudden you look up and he hasn't given up any runs. He's given up three hits in six innings, and yeah, the the kid can just flat out do it. Scott, are you as high on the Seattle team as Tim and I? I don't know about insanely high as in World Series ticket, but I like them to I like them to be a serious threat to win the division. And I think for those odds, I think that's a great deal. You said it was around plus four seventy-five. I I feel like they definitely are going to be worst case scenario, the second best team in this division. So plus four seventy-five for a team that has a shot at it, I definitely like. As for the actual breakdown for the wins, I like the over. And we know last year they won ninety despite having a run differential of negative fifty-one. It's the perks of chaos ball, but you're looking at the moves they made during the offseason. You mentioned the Robbie Ray acquisition. They got Winker. They got Suarez. They got Adam Frazier. They did lose Seeger, who was the leader in the locker room, and Suarez is basically a righty Joey Gallo. I mean, he'll strike out a bunch. He'll hit about 190, but he'll hit you 30-something home runs. But the pitching for the Mariners is underrated. The bullpen with Seawald, et cetera, is pretty good. And I do like the moves they made to the actual lineup. I do think that one X factor for this rotation will actually be a former Yankee prospect, Justin Sheffield, who has kind of struggled so far with his career. He's had some flashes every now and then. He's shown glimpses, but if he can actually piece it together and have even a mediocre season, borderline, I'd say, hell, 10-10 and 10 record, then Seattle will be in good shape because he's basically their four or five. But they have some upside on the back end of that rotation, which could work out. I do like the moves, though. I like the manager. I think they're well coached, and I do think this total's too low, so I like the over. Okay, very good. Yeah, I mean Sheffield's the five in that rotation. That's so. what I'm saying, though. But I do think yeah. that he might have something there that he has not shown yet. Yeah, if you if you get ten and ten out of your five, I think you're happy. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what four, I'm saying. Four four two ERA or whatever. He keeps he keeps you in games. Maybe gives the bullpen a little bit of a respite. Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so let's uh kind of grip it and rip it here as we go through the rest of the division. Uh, the Rangers, 74 and a half is their win total. 
plus 1,600 to win the division. Well, I'll tell you one thing about the Rangers. Nobody spent more money than they did in the offseason. I believe they spent the most money uh, in contracts in one offseason in Major League history. So, uh, Scott, is going to make a difference? It's going to help them not look totally awful. But to be honest, I still like the under. I think it's too high. And I understand that they, of course, got Simeon. They got Seager, the other one. Uh, they also got John Bob? Gray to help the rotation. Uh, Gray on the road. I'm not sure if I'm interested in that because he was actually really good at Coors Field. On the road, not so much. But you want to look at the actual moves that this team made. I understand that they put in money to try to drive in fans and try to make it more appealing for the new ballpark. How many games is Seager actually going to play? Because he's injured all the time. You can go through the actual breakdown season by season. He's missed at least 28 games in three of the last four seasons. He's missed a lot more than that in two of the last four seasons. Right. Their bullpen is still one of the worst in the league. And if you think Seager is going to get hurt, I don't really know how I'm supposed to like this team. Semyon had a career year. Can he duplicate that with 40-something home runs? I doubt it. History Maybe. says no when you get the when you get the when you get the free agent deal like that. I was gonna say we'll find out. I think that the Rangers might have just overpaid for a pretty solid infielder, but I like the. Well, under. That is, in fairness, that is kind of their thing. Yeah, that's kind of their thing. But I don't really like the rest of the rotation. I don't really like the bullpen, and if he can't pitch, that is kind of the Angels all over again, isn't it? So I like the under. All right, man. It sounds like you're really down on this team. Like I hate their colors. I hate the fact that they're the between Dallas and fucking Fort Worth. Figure it out, guys. Um, I respect them for trying, but when your issues are pitching and hitting, and you put everything into hitting, then John Gray. Don't get me wrong. He's been an okay pitcher. If he's your number one, are you thrilled? Probably not. Tim, you gonna talk him off the ledge? Nope. All right. Um, this Texas Rangers team, their offseason made no sense. Um, I thought they were in a rebuild. I guess not. When you go out and spend what five hundred million dollars on three players, accelerate um, rebuild. Yeah, I, I, well, I, they've got I a guess. great they got a great stocked farm system because they got a, they got a shit ton in the in the uh, in the trades. But yeah, but then it's this year. They're I still think they're three four years out of being able to be relevant at all. Um, and them going and buying three pieces makes no difference for me. Um, 74 and a half. I think it's, I think the under is a safe play just because they have to go up against the angels, the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros 19 times this year each, uh, which will definitely beat them down. Uh, I don't think this Texas team is going to be good. One thing that we will make money on is betting Texas Ranger overs, uh, mm -hmm. because they can hit and they cannot pitch their bullpen. Bullpen is awful. Their pit starting pitching is awful. They did nothing besides gray. No, I, I'm not a fan of this um, Rangers team. I don't think they're bottom last in the division, but um, I, I don't think that they're a uh, an over 74. I don't even think they get close. Okay. Probably 70 this, feels like, this feels like the A-Rod Rangers all over again. I know that there's like two good players that you're kind of combining to join into A-Rod, but they didn't really win many games with one of the best players in the league because the rest of the team was awful. And it yeah. feels like it's the exact same situation. Yeah, I, I I kind of tend to agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the under is is the safe play here because they just they just uh, every game pitch. every game is going to be a struggle with this team. There's going to be no easy wins. There's going to be very very few, if any, games where the, the pitching just dominates and the guys can can get one of those three to one, three to nothing victories. 
Um, I agree with you about the overs. It's uh, it's not as good as it was at the uh, at the, at the uh, the the old field with the wind with the weird wind in there. But it's still it's still hot, man. And the, those balls fly even at night. And just to back up a little bit, you know, we talked about it before. But in, if you didn't know, Chris Flexen was the most profitable pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, nothing... We mentioned that one a lot last year. Yeah, he him was and, him, nothing but him an and, um, Him and Gilbert were both top mm-hmm. five. Yep, yep. And uh, the Seattle team made a lot of money for us down the stretch, especially. So do keep an eye on those two pitchers in Seattle as well. All right, so let's talk about a team that uh, is pretty much said uh, Vegas here we come or so it would appear with what they've done that's the Oakland Athletics they are a win total of 70 and a half at plus 2000 kind of generous to be honest uh, I think kind of generous I think, yeah. I think both of those numbers are a little bit generous I'll start off this is a this is a uh, an A's team that has decided to I guess rebuild I'm not really sure um because they have definitely dumped salary they have written off uh any kind of attendance with the team never good in attendance always in the mid-20s as far as attendance goes out there at ocom a uh, horrible place to watch baseball by the way a horrible horrible stadium and a horrible place to watch baseball in particular they will definitely be bottom five uh definitely be bottom five that's if, if you can find that bet somewhere uh i'd lay up the Minus i'd lay up 2, the i'd lay up the well, i was gonna say 175 but yeah they're uh so Bob Melvin's gone. Scott, you called for him to be gone in the first week of the season last year. We're sorry it took so long. They turned long, it but... around. I'll give him props there, you know. Um, but, you know, we we talked about how much this team has lost. They lost Olsen, Chapman, Chris Bassett's gone. Of course, Simeon was gone the season before. Uh, most of the bullpen is gone. They've lost Canna. They've lost Sterling Mar- Starling Marte, Jed Lowry, Mitch Moreland. Tim, what are we doing here? What, what do they have left? What, Ramon, <laughs> uh, Loriano, and... Oh, 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 oh Frankie Montas. Oh, 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 okay. Loreano suspended, and they have Montas, yeah, which should be traded soon. And Mania, who should be traded soon as well. Ma- oh, Mania is still there. Yeah. Technically, Mania. they're still there. They're going to be traded. It's just yeah, the, yeah. Uh, they've still I, got they still got Elvis Andrews. Oh God, no. Okay. So, um, Tim, are you old, old enough to remember when he was good? Year? Andrews was awful last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I said. I said, are you old enough to remember when he was good? <laughs> They have Tony Kemp, with Texas who Rangers, I think is yeah. okay. Uh, Andres was good with Texas, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, I remember him. Um, uh, that's that. Uh, that's a scary. That's a scary rotation. Manaya, Montas, Cole Irvin, Caprillion, and Jeffries. Jesus no, Christ! N- no, it's not good uh, for now. And Lee Trevino coming out of the bullpen. I'm sorry, no, no Lou Trevino. I I don't like this team at all. No. Um, and I think that they could be the worst team in the MLB this year. Le- yeah. le- legit they could be the worst team in the league yeah we talked uh, we talked about that being a real possibility i think that baltimore will have more wins than them i think pittsburgh will have more wins than them uh, this is not a good team uh for oakland and they're only going to get worse um so sorry oakland fans but this is going to be an ugly year for you guys uh i think they get maybe 60 wins Hey, J- I really don't think they're going to be good. J.C. Stowe asked this question the other day. Hey, thanks for bringing it up again, J.C. I appreciate it because, of course, I forgot about it. Uh, Oakland team season winning streak over five and a half, Tim? Under. Under. You don't think I they think get... They're, they're I, not winning six in a row. No. I, I think they'll get lucky if they win three. I, I don't think they're going to be good. I would like to know statistically how many teams have six-game winning streaks, how many different teams have six-game winning streaks, because you can have bad teams. Trust me, I live in Kansas City. I know bad teams. They could still put together winning streaks. 
So I'd be curious to know what the, what the odds are on that. If that's if that's flat one ten each side, without looking it up, but I really I really want to do some research. I got a hunch that the overs the play. I would lean I under know. there. You mentioned Kansas City, and at least they have a lineup. They yeah. have something. I'm not talking about this year. Oh, I'm not talking about this year's Royals. I'm talking about pre 2013 when they were just absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's fair. They would. They. I, you I know, the, some of those teams that had, were double digit losing streaks were just an, an annual occurrence. If we were lucky, if we only had one, they would still put together six game winning streaks. So I'd look I at. I think they would have to really get hot in order to do that. Sure. I, like, and their opponents will have to help them. Uh, I want to look at the schedule. I'd want to see how the schedule broke down. If you've got, if you've got uh, three against Texas and three against Baltimore, mm, okay, something like that. You know, if they if you've got Pittsburgh mixed in there, some of the teams that they could beat, I'd want yeah, to. I'll, I'll, I'll run through their schedule to see if there's a spot. See if you can find a six game spot. I uh, see if I can find a six game spot that I can legit think that they can. Oh, the, the Athletics are already up four nothing on uh, Cincinnati. That's see, you tough. can't stop um, them. You can't stop the A's. Uh, JC, all I know is he says it's a minus one ten on DraftKings. He says the under is golden. So I was just gonna say, all I know is that for the A's, especially when it comes to the vibe the front office is giving out, when you are in the middle of a fire sale, you think the players are thrilled to go into the season? Oh no, absolutely! The brand not. new manager that has no experience with a bunch of whatever with the fourth lowest payroll in the league. I gar- and I guarantee you those little those little nagging injuries that if you're playing for a contender, you'd go out there and you'd you'd play, you're going to take a couple days off. You start, oh, no, you, start, I expect you, you roll you roll that ankle in June, that's yeah. 3 days off. I expect Loriano to come back from the suspension, get injured and maybe coast off the injury cuz we've seen him get injured in the past, but I have to like the under because there's nothing to like about this team. No. The only bright spots right now are the first two pitchers and it's a miracle they're still even there. Yes. Because they're going to be traded. Yep. And that's that's the other I, I, thing. If, if they threaten that uh, total, don't forget, they're gonna they're pro- probably going to dump at the uh, trade deadline. Go ahead, Tim. You find a spot? I will say there's one spot for each half of the year. Okay. Um, And one of them is very early. April 18th through the 24th, they get Baltimore and Texas. Four oh, against there Baltimore. You, there, there you and go. Four against Texas. All of them home. Okay. Seager and should then, be healthy for that series, though. So I think Texas yeah. will win one. And then second half of the year, there's a series of uh, six games where they're at Baltimore and at Washington. Mm. Okay, that that's, could, that's a that shot. could be okay. a legit shot. Other than that, okay. no. Five game road winning streak, though, man. That's a uh... that's that's difficult. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, so I would say beginning of the year, if they don't do it in April, uh, they're not doing it the rest of the year. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the under on that. Yeah, I'll take a slight lean on the uh, on the over. Something they something something happens that's surprising, and uh, uh, they win. They You're win hoping six. the kids come up in like uh, I don't know July uh, and give some. <laughs> give some cer- that's certainly possible. All right, so let's recap that division real quick, and then we'll kind of step on the gas here for the NL West. We uh, Tim Scott uh, Tim likes Seattle. Scott, who's your who's your division champ there? I'm picking Seattle for the plus four seventy five. Yep, I'm with you. Just just for the value. I still think Houston uh, wins the division. I would be a player at 125, 130 maybe, but 170, I have no interest there at all. So uh, for me, until you until you show me something different, I know there's great stories with a couple of these teams, and they certainly could make the move. Until I see it, uh, I would probably bet the, the uh, I'd bet the favorite. But again, too steep. Give me the give me the Mariners plus 450, and your favorite play as far as win totals. 
Uh, I'll start off. I've got to say, I think this Oakland team has been given way too much respect. Uh, I think they lose 90-plus. I've got the under 70-and-a-half there. Tim, what's your favorite play as far as the win totals go in this division? Either Seattle over or Houston under. One of the two. Okay. Either one. Scotter? Uh, for me, it's either going to be Oakland under or it's going to be the Angels under. Just because the Angels are projected to have a winning record every year. And they haven't had a winning record in six seasons. I don't know what people are waiting for. Yep. Like this team is the same team every year. And I also expect Cindergard to get hurt. No offense to Tim, but he kind of has a history of getting hurt. So we'll see. You're not offending me. Now. He's on the Angels. I don't care about him anymore. I'm just saying, though, you have a strong connection just based on his past experiences <laughs> yes. with the team. If I had to pick my favorite play, though, I'd probably go with the A's. 70 and a half sounds low, but losing Melvin for a manager with no experience at all to handle this dumpster fire roster with the fourth lowest payroll and a team that's going to be actively selling off Manaya and Montes and Loriano potentially, who's also suspended for a month, it's going to get ugly. And when you think it can't get lower, there's going to be a new, uh, there's going to be a deeper hole to be found later on. I'm going with the under because this team is actively trying to lose. I think they'll lose a 95. You smell that? Mm, it's a Disney movie. I smell a Disney movie. Here come the A's. It's improbable. It's unbelievable. No, not going to happen. Sorry. There's a major league, major league four. Yeah, major league four. Back to it's really Ocom. what the roster seems like, where the owner is just trying to actively tank the team to move it to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's, it's really, really just the same exact plot as the first one. Well, it's really it's like how little, how much, uh, what's the lowest amount of money they can spend before they? Because you got to save money. Those moving trucks are fucking expensive. You're gonna need really a lot being of them. walking over to the, in Moneyball. Can we? Can you give us a bigger payroll? And he said, "Bigger payroll? Oh no, I can go lower." And he somehow reduced the payroll, which didn't even seem possible. Yep. But no, they, they don't. They're not gonna pay for anybody. The, well, did you see how much Oakland paid for uh, in contracts over the offseason? I was gonna say, nothing. They're, they're, nothing. They're, Absolutely nothing. Their payroll is what forty, like a little north of forty. Did I say they, they spent zero dollars on free agency this this offseason? That's the point. They Everybody got, they got yeah. worse at every single position group, and the idea is we're gonna save money and ship it off to Vegas. They're not so even they're trying to make it. Up. They're not even trying to make it look good. No, it, like the, if it was the NBA, they would be fine for tanking. Yeah, like absolutely. It's that obvious. All right, let's go to the West in the in the National League. Dodgers 97 and a half minus 225. This is the team we talked about at the beginning. 107 wins last year. Good for second place. Uh, Tim, the Dodgers. Scherzer's gone. Seeger's gone. Those brothers just can't stay anywhere. Um, what do you think? Do they do they reload? They retool? Oh, re-break our hearts? Have. What do they do? <laughs> They'll be good again, unfortunately. Um, at 97, I kind of want to take the contrarian approach and go under it again. Um, I know it didn't work out last season, but I feel like 97 and a half wins. It was, that's five games lower than it was at the beginning of last year. I think last year's, uh, win total for them was one Oh two and a half. That's exactly right. That's, that's and the, now it's 97 and a half. That's telling me under, um, the fact that, I mean, they have made a couple of moves. They brought in Freddie Freeman, which probably was one of the biggest moves of the off season, but you got to keep in mind, they get 18 games against the Diamondbacks, 18 games against Colorado, 18 games against a Padres team, which we'll get into in a little bit. I think that this Dodgers team is going to win some games. 97 and a half just seems like a lot to me. Um, and obviously, I'm not 
what are they to win the division? Minus 180, 200, whatever it is. Two and I'm a quarter. Whatever it is, it's too low. Two and a it's quarter. Whatever it is. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, if I'm going to bet a future, I'm not laying minus money to do it. Can't do it. Um, so I would take a shot rather on some other teams. Um, but I, I'm, I'm probably just leaving the Dodgers completely alone. Yeah, that's that's for me. That's the uh, the same thing that I felt about about Houston, where you know I like the team; they dominate the division, but the the price just uh, makes it uh, just too steep. It's too steep to do it. Um, I'm going to whisper something about the Dodgers that people haven't talked about for a long time. I've got questions about this pitching staff. Um, you know, obviously Urias is good; the only 20 game winner in the uh, in the majors last year, but while we've got Bueller at the top, what are we what's what are we gonna get out of Kershaw? Because most of last year he looked like he might be close to done. I mean at least he was also injured again. Yeah. Well what is that what is that not an what is that not a factor? He that's the point. You know so you're you're gonna pencil him for what like twenty two starts maybe assuming I think that's a generous at some point. Yeah I mean I think that's, that's generous. Yeah I think that's I'm top saying. in. He's going to have a hamstring issue at some point. You know it's going to happen. So if you if Kershaw is okay, if he's uh, worthy of a number two spot in the rotation, you've got Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, that's fine. Uh, you guys sold on Heaney and, and Gonsolin? Well, mm-hmm. you Gonsolin got, you got, more than Heaney. Yeah. You got to hear me out on one question, though. You got to bring it up. Is Bauer coming back? I think so. I'm not sure when, but I think so. Because if he shows up, of course, he would be the number two. Maybe even number one. I, I think Bueller's in my opinion. Oh, yeah, never mind, Bueller. But, yeah, it's just strong Just saying, because you mentioned rotation. If Bauer does pitch at any point, let's say, let's say to be, let's just say fair. He comes back June. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Do you still have questions about the rotation? No. I don't. Assuming I don't have Bauer any questions back, about the team. But the the only question about this team is when are they going to choke in the playoffs? Yeah, but of course that means that they're probably going to win 100 games and make the playoffs. So yeah. there you go. All right, Scott. Um, by the way, I don't think Bauer's going to play for the Dodgers again. That's just a hunch. I think they're going to try to wash their hands and see, and see if they can trade him for whatever they can get, pick up some of the salary, not have to eat all of it. Could be wrong. He could be back. I just think the Dodgers... Well, everything was Not, dropped, right? Everything was dropped. Yeah. Correct, correct. But he still got to he still got to face discipline from the league, mm-hmm. and I just think that I, I just I, I got a feeling about the Dodgers ownership, and and I think I think he will play again. I just don't know this for the Dodgers. Scott, what do you got here? Ninety-seven and a half. You interested? Uh, I understand the idea of being afraid to take a high win total over. Yep. I love the over. Yep. It's actually my best bet for the entire division, just because when you look at the action, suck it, Tim. <laughs> I know the questions with the rotation. I get it. I'm penciling Bauer to come back in by June or July. So I do think that'll help. Plus, we know the Dodgers will trade for a pitcher if they need one. Mm Because they buy the deadline every year. But you look at the lineup. This is one of the best lineups I've seen in my lifetime. It's just a no-weakness lineup. I guess the weakness is Bellinger, who's been pretty awful for the last year and change. But he was good in the playoffs, so maybe he can carry that over. I know he's been brutal in spring training, though. But Trey Turner, you got you got both Turners. You got Taylor, Freddie Freeman, you got Muncie. You got Betts, who was injured for a decent portion of last year. The lineup's nuts. The bullpen, I know they lost Jansen. They got Dakota. They got a Daniel Hudson. They got Trinan, who's been a closer before. 
Gratterall as well. So the bullpen doesn't bother me, but I really like this team. I'm not going to be Dave Roberts and guarantee a World Series championship, mm-hmm. but I think they should win 100 games. And if you're talking about uh, that, the fact that they won 106 last year, I'm not expecting them to win nine fewer. Give me 103, another division title, maybe a playoff loss, but 97 and a half for the Dodgers sounds pretty low. I love the over in this spot. I'm with Scott. I, you just, I, I, it's, you look at this starting lineup for the Dodgers and they mash, by the way, Scott, they still have David Price in the bullpen. So, um, yeah, I, be a rotation guy now. I mean, that's another option you got. Well, what I look at, I think either the Giants, I think the Giants are prime candidates for regression. I mean, that almost goes without saying. I think the Padres most likely step on their dicks again. And Colorado and Arizona are two absolutely dreadful teams. So even though the Dodgers pitching may not be as good as it has been in years past, I don't think it has to be. That's that's what scares me about that going under that win total. So, all right, Do they have the best lineup in the link? What's that? Do they have the best lineup in the link? One through yes. nine, I think it has to be, yeah. I think yeah. it has to be two. So they excel at basically everything. So I got to take the over. All right, so let's talk about this Padres team. 88.5 is their win total plus 340. Uh, this is a team that absolutely shit the bed the last month and a half of the season. Uh, they were in first place, like Memorial Day. They were still in first place. They were 18 over in August and yet missed the playoffs. Scott? Forget about making the playoffs. They had a losing record. Playoffs? Yeah. yeah. Ended, up with a, ended up with a losing record. Now, they obviously had some injuries. and uh, Most prominent was to Tatis for a lot of the season. Uh, any reason to put, uh, more faith in, in this team as they've, if you, if you look at this, if you look at this rotation on paper, not too bad. You've got Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Clevenger, uh, and then, uh, right now Martinez in the five hole. Scott, do you like the over or under as far as the win total goes for the Padres and do they have a shot to overtake the Dodgers? I have to like the under. I mean, there's, I don't even know how you could really make a case for the over. The only argument you'd have is if Tatis would play a full 162. The problem is, he was on a motorcycle recently, and now he's going to be out for about a month and a half. So if you're missing your best player, a month and a half is also going to be the estimated time frame, maybe two months, but it could be longer. Who knows? I believe he fractured his wrist, I think. I think yeah. that was the injury <laughs> yep. that he had. Yep. But the point is, if you're missing your best player, and I know Melvin's the manager now. I do think he's pretty good, so that might help, but... You're missing your best player, and your team as a whole is basically the same team from last year. So, no. You got them at 88 and a half. They've had a losing record in 10 of the last 11 seasons. This is a very, very, let's just say, underwhelming franchise for the last decade and change. I expect another underwhelming year. Will they get to 500? Maybe. But I see a ceiling of 83. This number seems way too high. I got to take the under. Tim? Yeah, um, I'll even go one further. I think there are sellers at the deadline. I, I have no faith in this team. Uh, they are, yeah, they're already starting with Tatis on the DL. And that was kind of like their big, wow, we're the Padres. We have one of the best players in baseball. Well, he's not around. And they've been, they dealt with injuries all last year. I see nothing different because all their players are now a year older. They really didn't do all that much yeah. in the offseason to make themselves better. Uh, they We saw what happened at the end of last year. I really have no faith in this team. Brad Snell uh, looked awful. 
Um, and then the well, other... Blake Snell was okay down the Blake stretch, Snell, but for the, for the first couple of months, he was pretty awful. And then the other the, the other big guy, Musgrove, who threw the no hitter, mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, yeah, that was were, pretty much it. Wasn't really, yeah, there wasn't really much else that happened. They struggled. Machado, not a good season. You, uh, Hosmer, not a good season. And I expect a couple of those guys to be on different teams by the end of the, the year. I don't expect this team to be good. And if I had, if you have a better argument for your Dodgers uh, over wins, this is your argument saying that they could probably win 11, 12 games against this Padres team. It seems like the acquisition during the offseason was mostly the Clevenger acquisition with the quotes around it because he barely pitched last year. Yeah. So you're hoping that he can give you something for that rotation. But without Tatis for about two months minimum, not to mention all the injuries that he usually has during the course of the season, I don't like this team at all. So I like the under. I think 88 and a half is laughably high. I think that's yeah. that's that's ridiculous. Uh, 85 and a half for the Giants, plus 525 to repeat as uh, Western Division winners. I think it's safe to say there was no more surprising team than the San Francisco baseball Giants in uh, last year. That's an um, all-time shocker. They won, what, 108 games? Uh, I think they were, no, they were yeah. 107, I think. Either way, they, had, they won they had one more than the Dodgers. Well, they because yeah, they won the, they won the playoff. They they won. Yeah, and their and their win total was what like seventy and change. Uh, seventy. Like that's an all yeah. that's an all time season performance. There, yeah. that is actually unachievable again. So now they're going to try to repeat without Busty Posey. Busty Posey. Buster Posey. Uh, they've got Joey Bart, who is a uh, kind of a checker, a wrecker kind of guy. He's a a lot of strikeouts. Some questions about how he handles the pitching staff. Um, they did keep most of their roster intact. The question is, was this just a complete one-off, Tim, or does that roster have a chance to repeat? I think they'll be second place in the division. Um, if I had to take a shot at a plus money to win the division, it's the Giants again, just because I'm not laying minus 200-something with the Dodgers. Um, but I, I think they get over that win total, and strictly because they get to play 19 games against the Rockies and 19 games against the uh, Diamondbacks, where I think they could win 15 games each against them, or something in that nature, because I don't think that the other two teams are are that good at all. Um, and they could probably split the season series, if not uh, win the season series against the the Padres. And I think they could put up at least eight, maybe nine wins against the Dodgers. Um, I think they'll be competitive. Uh, whether or not they'll win the division, it would be my that would be my shot pick, just because if I'm gonna grab. Uh, futures that are going to be plus monies and the Giants would be my my pick for that but I don't think they have a shot to win the division um, but I do think they win at least 86 games yeah I'm I'm, I'm right there with you on the over the win total and if you got to take a swing on somebody you, you got to take a swing on, on the Giants again I'm not laying two and a quarter just like you Tim that's just absolutely fucking ridiculous so that's not happening Scott where are you at on this team I'm on the over uh, to go through the moves, they lost Gaussman, but they picked up Radon. Now, Radon's also had injury issues, so we'll see what happens there. Longoria's out indefinitely. I know Yastrzemski got injured in spring training the other day, so he might end up missing the opening week or so. But the Giants, with Kapor as the manager, were really, really good last year. And even if you're expecting regression, which I'm sure everybody is, 85 and a half still sounds too low. This team's solid at pitching. The lineup is pretty good because they got, they got a lot of home run guys. Maybe not 30 or more, but they got a lot of 20 guys, and they kind of add up cumulatively to generate a lot of power. I like the over. Of course, Posey hurts because 
even besides hitting, just from an actual game management, from a fielding catcher perspective, I'm sure he drastically helped that pitching staff. But I think they'll find a way. Kapler grew on me. I think he's a really good manager. And I think they'll find a way to win 87, 88. I see them in the wild card. So if they're going to get there, they're probably going to win 87 games. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right there with you. All right. So history tells us that one of these next two teams will go over their win total. Colorado Rockies, 68 and a half. Arizona Diamondbacks at 66 and a half. Tim, which one is it more likely to be? I think the Diamondbacks. Okay. Um, and that's strictly because I don't think the Colorado Rockies are going to have a good home season again like they did last year. Uh, they were one of the best teams at home for whatever reason and then could not could not score on the road for whatever reason and could they not 40, do anything. They were 48 and 33 at Coors yeah. Field. Yeah, exactly. They they were fantastic at Coors Field mm-hmm. and couldn't do crap on the road. Um, I I just feel like because you keep in mind the Diamondbacks and the and the Colorado Rockies get to play against each other, so at least that's a couple of wins. Somebody's got to win. Someone's got to win those games, and normally one of these teams will go on a little bit of a streak. Maybe Arizona can go on like a six game win streak at one point. All I know is that I will probably have. Arizona and Colorado tickets when they face the Dodgers uh, a bunch this yep. year, just because at plus 250, sure. 300 two, area. Yeah, 250, 270 every game, absolutely. If, if the Diamondbacks or the Rockies don't get swept against them, you're making money. So that's kind of the thought process there. But I don't think either of these teams are going to re- be remotely close to anything. I'll tell you, I, I do like – the starting rotation for Arizona. I I think I think they're going to be an underplay all season long, especially if Mad Bum is anything, if he still has anything left in the tank. But, I, you know, this Gallon and Kelly, Weaver, as long as those guys all stay healthy, there's some talent there. So you could see, you, you could see a lot of three-to-one losses for, for Arizona. Yeah. Well, you said if Gallon is behind schedule. So he's he's yep. going to be out for at least a month. Very true. Well, and you've got, you've got Taylor Widener, who was wildly inconsistent last year. Uh, Scott, what do you got here on these two teams? Because we got, we're going to bring it home and get Timmy out of here and make sure he gets up onto his show. Yeah, when you're mentioning which one of these teams are going over, I'm actually going Colorado. Even though they lost Story and they lost Gray, I actually didn't mind their offseason. They got Chris Bryant. They got Kalame uh, Col- uh, for the bullpen. They got Chad Cool to be the number five. Okay, fifth starter. They got Grishuk. They got Iglesias to help the defensive aspect, shortstop. And they're good at home. So at least they're good at something. But you pick up Chris Bryant, you buy some pieces at the at the free agency market. I don't mind 68 and a half. I think they'll get to 70. It's a low number. At least they got something in free agency to replace Story. I don't mind it. If I was picking over on one of these teams, I'd pick the over on the Rockies. Diamondbacks address the bullpen. They, Ian Kennedy, they got Melanson. The issue is they're never winning. So I like that they got an eighth inning and a ninth inning guy. But if you're always trailing after seven innings, then what's the point? Am I missing something? Right. Nope. Yep. So I'll go with Colorado if I have to pick an over from one of those two teams. It's it's like putting a, a spoiler and really nice wheels on your nine, uh, your your 2002 Corolla or something. You know, it just doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. But I mean, the Rockies won 74. I know the home number record was crazy, but with acquiring Bryant and company, do I expect them to get about seven games worse? I, I really don't. I think they'll finish with 70. Uh, I like I'm I'm with Tim on this one. I like Arizona at 66 and a half. I'll t- I'll take the pitching over that wildly inconsistent uh, Colorado Rockies team. I think they're due for regression at home. I think the team they were on the road is a lot closer to the team they actually are. So 
you know, I, I, I don't see them going 15 over at home again. They might, they yeah. might finish with a winning record, but that's, that's going to cost them some games right there. I would pick yeah. Arizona if Gallon was actually healthy to start the season, but since he's not, I kind of pivoted. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, guys, and uh, let's bring it on home. What's your? Uh, we, we I think do we all like San Francisco there just for the value? Are they are they the NL version of the Seattle Mariners? Yeah, well, but you really, Tim, Mariners you really like the Mariners. The division. Yeah, you really like the Mariners. Yeah, I really like the Mariners. Yeah, see, I just kind of took them by default, um, kind of the same way I took the Giants. Got you got the Giants here too. Is anybody else that provides any value for you? Uh, truth is, when it comes to value, I guess the argument would be the Dodgers, but of course they're laying money, right. so. If you're picking any long shot, you can even go with Dodgers and Giants and just dare anybody else to beat you if you want to go for an arbitrage situation. You could. Because yeah. I really don't think the Padres have a shot. Yeah. So bet the Dodgers, bet the Giants, and you're probably automatically winning money. Well, you don't think the Diamondbacks have a shot? No offense to the uh, – maybe if they bring back, like, Prime Chilling and Johnson, then maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's the case, yeah. Luis Gonzalez, you know, from 01, maybe, but no, I don't think so. But you have any thoughts on that arbitrage play? Because it seems like it's really a two-horse race, but jo Dodgers are clearly leading the way. Well, explain, explain to people what you're talking about. You're talking about laying minus 225 on the Dodgers to win 100, or you're talking about lay, laying 100 to win 450 or so on uh, somebody else or 500, whatever. Yeah, on the Giants, and then if one of those teams win, you make money, and if any of the other teams win, then you lose both. Well, you don't, but... you don't necessarily make money because if, if the Dodgers pay 225 to win 100, you bet 100 on the other game, you push. Well, what well you, would, you would want to bet a little bit more on the, the plus money one. You, you would put pretty much the same amount down on whoever. So if you're doing the minus 225 and then the plus 475, you would probably just put down a $250 on each one. And if either of them win, you're profiting. Even if it's if the Dodgers win the division, you're slightly profiting. If the Giants win, then you're in a big payday. So you can you can determine how how you want to break it down either way. You can guarantee profit or free roll the Giants. But if you get minus two hundred and plus five hundred, and you think yeah. no other team has a shot, then yeah. why not take a shot at it? Yeah, it's, it's just determining which of the teams you think has no shot. Um, I mean, we did that for the for the AFC West. I said take the Chiefs and the Chargers. One of those teams will win the division. Right. And you made money. Yep. Absolutely. Same idea. All right. Um, that's gonna do it. My best bet's the Dodgers over. Dodgers, Tim, what's your best? What's your best total? Uh, for the AL Mariners, for the NL just, uh, Padres under. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm right there with you on the Padres under. I think that's my favorite National League play for sure. I have a lot more cool. faith in them to suck than to do the Giants. So, hey Tim, thanks for uh, stopping by. We've had uh, had a lot of fun. We'll have to make it a uh, yeah. have to make it a thing. We'll have to have you on again as we get deeper in the baseball season. And tell folks what you got going on. Where can we find you? Uh, me and Nick go live every day at, uh, on Earl Sports Bets, uh, the YouTube channel, and uh, around 10, 15, 10, 30 each day. We break down the NBA slate and the NHL right now. Once baseball comes along, we, we dig deep into that. Baseball is kind of like our big sport that we both do together. Um, so lots of big stuff. And then game time decisions Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock. Very good. And you can find Scott and I every day, 3 p.m. Eastern at 2 p.m. Central over the Max Wagers Network doing our uh, Back to the Window show. You can find Scott and uh, I both doing daily videos each and every day. Check out some of his fine writing over at winnersandwiners.com. All right, that's going to do it for baseball. That's going to do it for the show. Everybody, thanks for stopping by. appreciate you checking us out. Good luck this baseball season. We're uh, going to have some fun. I'm looking forward to it as well. So you guys have a great day. 
Good luck on all your plays. Scott and I will be back tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, in the never-ending journey to help you all head back to the window. Take care, everybody.